the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And it was a double bird, not just from Kyrie, but from me, back at the books. Uh, because it was a rough weekend for your boy, uh, Mr. Lundy, as baseball uh, took away a lot of units. Uh, the NBA definitely took away a lot of units. It has been quite chalky so far in the NBA postseason as favorites are 5-3 and three ATS, and they're winning games all over the place straight up with the exception of the Memphis Grizzlies. We're going to get to more of the NBA second season. Uh, we'll drop the puck and make some bucks. Uh, but right now, uh, we got to talk a little baseball because a no-home-run parlay is one of the rare things that I have hit. Now, if you've been following the old spreadsheet over the weekend, it uh, was a swing and a miss uh, for me in the no-home-run parlay on Sunday. Uh, but these have still been quite profitable as I am now 6-2 and two on this season with these bad boys. So let's go ahead and clack and a clack and roll the dice here and hopefully nobody goes yard. So here is a four-legger. It's how I always do this and try to find guys with a minus 700 or lower juice so we can reduce the juice and hopefully get seduced by the juice in the end. So no home runs for Kyle Schwarber, Mike Yastrzemski, Jose Altuve, Marcel Azuna, uh, if none of them eclipse the fence, minus 102 at BetMGM. Uh, let me give you a little bit of background here, Lenny, and then you tell me what screws it up. Uh, if you look at Schwarber, yes, he's going to Coors Field, and this could be the fly in the ointment, no doubt about it. But he's taking on uh, Chad Cool, who used to be with the Pittsburgh Pirates, now is a starter for the Rocks, and he is 3-for-17 lifetime with a handful of strikeouts against him. Has uh, yet to go yard against him, and it's supposed to be downright chilly. You're right there in the Mile High City. You're only going to be 40 degrees expected game time temperatures tonight, and the wind's going to be blowing in uh, straight from center. Meanwhile, Mike Yastrzemski, uh, he's off to a slow start, just a wretched .042 ISO to begin the year, uh, which stands and really tracks his power potential. No home runs, and he's going up against Tyler McGill in the Mets, who's given up a 52.2 ground ball rate, so definitely keeps the ball down in the zone and draws a ton of weak contact, and it's supposed to be in the upper 40s in New York as well in that matchup. Uh, Jose Altuve, meanwhile, uh, going up against Michael Lorenzen and the LA Angels. Uh, Lorenzen was brilliant in his first turn of the rotation. Uh, He went scoreless over a handful of innings and struck out seven. And Altuve, so far this season, just one home run on the young year. Maybe he's due, and maybe that'll be the death knell. And then Marcel Lazuna, Kershaw. That's all I need to know. That's who he's taking on. And against Clayton Kershaw and his a career two for 14 with four strikeouts and no home runs. That game being played in LA. So, again, Schwarber, Yastrzemski, Altuve, Ozuna, none of them cracked the bat too hard. Maybe some warning track shots, and that's it. Minus 102 at Ben MGM. Uh, tell me what screws it up. Well, I, you keep picking on Jose Altuve, man. Eventually. He's coming after you. You've used him <laughs> now true. a couple of times. So I keep feeling like if anybody's going to screw you, it's going to be it will wind up being Mighty Mouse because 
you just keep picking on him. And then eventually he's just going to – he might even flip you the double bird and hit two round trippers in one game just to really stick it to you. Yeah, and it'll probably be tonight against Lorenzen. But Lorenzen's got big bulging biceps, and he throws the ball really hard. So hopefully uh, it will be nothing but weak contact for the pine-sized punisher at Jose Altuve. With that, let's get to it on this Manic Monday edition with another Fade 5. Number five. All right, Lenny, let's rob the puck and make some bucks. Let's blast those books into the boards. A little high-sticking action, my friend. Uh, what do you got for me with the skates tonight? Well, I'm sorry, folks, that we did not have a podcast on Saturday because all of you could retire um, <laughs> at this point. Uh, Brad, I hit an eight-leg NHL oh, parlay on you, Saturday. You should probably give Calvin Ridley some advice on that. Uh, yeah, you might want to. Uh, here's what happened on Saturday. For those of you that don't bet hockey a lot, if you weren't paying attention, Brad, the favorites were 14-0 and 0 on the money cow. line. If all you did was take favorites, which I did on an eight-legger, I didn't do all of them, obviously, but it was a... <laughs> chalky Saturday, shall we say, um, with the NHL. Don't know if that's going to be the case tonight, but we do have a couple of really heavy favorites. I'll have another one for you coming up in bonus time, but let's start off with the Carolina Hurricanes. They will be taking on uh, the puppies that are the Arizona Coyotes who are just ready for this season to be over with. Yes, we are going to pick on Arizona yet again. They are at home. I get it. Every now and then, the Coyotes do actually have a little bit of a bark, but I don't see that happening against a team as good as Carolina. I have said that as good as Florida is, my prediction is actually that Carolina is who is going to come out of the East in the Stanley Cup Finals. I think this is a very well-rounded team and definitely strong offensively. They're going to go down to Arizona. They are a heavy, heavy favorite, so we're actually going to take them on the puck line instead of the money line to try to bring some of that juice down. If you do it on the puck line, the minus one and a half for Carolina, it brings it down to a minus 145, which is a lot better than the minus 390 on the money line. Will it be as chalky tonight? Not sure, but oh, Saturday was a lot of fun if you were betting on the favor. Yeah, no doubt about it. Make some moolah on that money line. Wow. Favorites impeccable on Saturday. Number four. All right, let's go to Major League Baseball. And, and Lundy, let's uh, beat one out of the box here on this Monday and hopefully start off on the right foot. And we're going to book it here with uh, Clayton Kershaw, man. Um, a guy that was uh, much discussed, you could say, as he uh, got the hook after uh, seven impeccable innings of baseball. Uh, could have been the 24th pitcher in Major League Baseball history to toss a perfect game. But he's like, nah. Uh, I was working on E. I was out of it, and uh, Dave Roberts made the right decision. So uh, that's all long in the past, and now he's going to take the ball again. We'll see what his pitch count is going to be. I would imagine it's going to ratchet up. He had 80 pitches last time out uh, against Minnesota. I'm guessing maybe a 90-pitch limit for him tonight. So uh, he's taking on the Atlanta Braves. So give me Clayton Kershaw. It's the same game parlay. Three-legger. I put together a DraftKings. Give me Clayton Kershaw, six-plus strikeouts. Give me the L.A. Dodgers over three-and-a-half runs. And give me the Dodgers on the money line. So, again, those three, plus 125 at DraftKings. Uh, you look at Kershaw, again, 
uh, a guy that should have a tremendous amount of success. Atlanta, the fifth most total Ks so far this season of any team in Major League Baseball, averaging 8.7 punchouts per game. And the Dodgers, meanwhile, have hit four runs or more in seven of nine contests so far this season. And Huascar Yanoa is on the bump for the ATL, and he got rocked the last time out. Three innings pitched, five earned runs against the Nats. So uh, I'd like L.A. to win straight up. The Dodgers get at least four runs. And again, Kershaw to get six pack of Ks or more. Kind of also like a little early bonus time under one and a half earned runs for Kershaw plus 125 at DraftKings. But again, that three-legger also plus 125 at DK. Lundy, fade or follow. Uh, where were where were you to help me out with my baseball same gamers over the weekend? Okay, I I did good in hockey. I, I appreciate that. But man, I kept they, there were all these different bonuses, you know, because we're at the beginning of baseball season, so all the books are doing all these different bonuses, and there were these bonuses for same game parlays in baseball, dude. If I miss one more same gamer by one leg, I'm gonna punch a kitten. Okay, <laughs> I am like I I am doomed right now with my baseball same gamers. I keep missing them by one leg. I this is what I needed over the weekend to help me out. I got punched a few times yesterday with afternoon baseball. So I I'm going to roll with this one. You're right. Everybody talking about Kershaw with the perfect game and all that. I, I, I'm so sick of talking about that. Yeah, um, me too. But I like this a lot. And by the way, uh, your little bonus time. I like that one, too. Plus 125 for him to have under an one and a half earned runs. Nice call. Yeah, no doubt about it. Atlanta, boy, they swing and miss a ton. Kershaw should have himself a night. Number three. All right, staying aggressive here at Major League Baseball, and let's get again seduced by the juice. And here's a little two-legger I toss together at DraftKings. Give me Alex Cobb, five-plus strikeouts, and give me Nick Lodolo of the Cincinnati Reds, four-plus strikeouts, and you get that at a cool plus 164 Again, at DraftKings Sportsbook. Why do I like Cobb uh, to strike out at least? He got five. Uh, well, taking on uh, the New York Mets. The Mets, uh, number 22 in total Ks so far this season. So they've done a really good job of playing bat to ball, averaging 7.3 punch outs per contest. Uh, but Cobb was brilliant against the San Diego Padres in his first turn of the rotation. Five innings, two earned runs, and 10 strikeouts. And what is most important is... He had an extra bit of giddy-up on the radar gun in spring training, and that carried over in the regular season. His heater averaged 94.6 miles per hour in the opener, and that was up almost two full ticks from last season, where his fastball averaged 92.8 miles per hour. So I like him to get at least five strikeouts. And then Nick Lodolo, uh, one of the – Prize prospects of the Cincinnati Reds club. Uh, he got roughed up in his first ever Major League Baseball start against Cleveland. Four innings, five earned, three walks, but he still had the four strikeouts. What he was known for in the minor leagues was impeccable command, and he was off. You know, chalk it up to nerves. Uh, his fastball velocity was still there at 94.1 miles per hour. I still like his uh, ancillary stuff as well, the plus slider, the plus change. I mean, the guy averaged 13-plus K per nine uh, last season between A and AAA in San Diego this season, Lundy. You know, we mentioned it with Alex Cobb in that first turn of the rotation. No team in Major League Baseball has logged more strikeouts than the Friars with 104 and 11 games. So, again, Nick Lodolo, four-plus Ks. Alex Cobb, five-plus Ks, plus 164, amigo. 
at DraftKings Sportsbook. Fade or follow? That's sexy. Isn't it? That's a, yeah, that's a, I really like that one. I agree with you that Lodola will come out and look better than he did. Now, unfortunately, he's getting absolutely no run support. Um, I, I, I was talking about this on You Bet Tonight on the television show. When the Dodgers did the four-game set against Cincinnati, I told everybody, take the Dodgers on the run line in all the games. Just yeah. do it. They're going to clock uh, Cincinnati upside the head, and they did. Uh, they beat them by six, by two, by three, and by eight. Um, so if you were taking the Dodgers on the run line, you were cashing a lot of tickets over the weekend. Cincinnati just can't get any run support. But this is a pretty easy one for Lodolo to get over. Um, I, I liked the Cobb one, but I really like the way you paired it up with four plus here for him. I think he comes out. He's got the he's got the velocity, as you said. Um, they're not going to get the run support. So he's got to do something yep. early on yep. to try to uh, keep them close in this contest through the first four or five innings. So I I would say the swing and a miss should be relatively easy with San Diego. Yeah, stretch it out, baby, on that two-legger. And let's cash a handsome ticket. Stay tuned for my top picks of the day in the NBA playoffs, plus bonus time across the NBA, the NHL, and Major League Baseball. Number two. All right, Lundy, let's go ahead and cross over the books here. And uh, the first one on the docket for me, we got three games tonight, and you got the 76ers taking on the Toronto Raptors. And you want to talk about a throttling, that's exactly what – uh, Joel Embiid and company issued uh, winning 131 to 111 in game number one. But really, the story of that game was the breakout performance of Tyrese Maxey uh, taking it to the max and really just taking it to the opposition. 38 points in that opener, and 15 of that 38 come from way downtown as he hit five triples. Uh, and for that reason, and many other reasons, I'm going to take the over on two and a half made threes for Maxey at plus 120. At DraftKings, you might say to yourself, well, that was an anomaly. That was an aberration, what you saw in game one. But if you look at how he closed out the regular season, Maxi was already on an upward trajectory. A player over that four-game stretch uh, before entering the postseason netted 53.8% from outside. 12 combined threes over that four-game stretch. Toronto has struggled here this entire month, stepping out and putting a hand in the face of the opposition, surrendering 39.9% along the perimeter. So, uh, given the sizzling digits of Tyrese Maxey, and hopefully still emitting a flame after that 38-point explosion in game number one, and how he finished the regular season, plus the primo matchup on paper, I think he does it again. I think it's at least three triples through the cylinder again. On the over, two and a half made threes, plus 120 at DraftKings. Lundy, fade or follow. Ooh, does he stay hot? Does he stay hot? Okay, yeah, he stays hot. Plus odds, hell yeah, he does. I'll do it because of the plus odds, actually, is what I'll do. Um, This is one... I, th- I think he'll be close. I, I don't know that he's going to explode again like he did. A lot of times you see guys come back down to earth. The law of averages catch up to him. But um, at plus odds, that's actually the reason I will roll with this one. And that's the only reason why. Because otherwise, I, I get nervous when you see a guy have a really good game and you're thinking he's going to do it again. But this is a God, this is a good matchup for him. It is. And recency bias, it is indeed one hell of a drug. (laughs) Number one. All right, let's uh, wrap this one up here, the Fade Five, with my favorite player prop of the board. It's Nikola Jokic, uh, the do-it-all man for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, And he certainly was that. I mean, I I still have the, the mental image in my head. Of, of him hitting the chair at the end of the game 
after the Nuggets got their heads handed to him and his chest just pumping up and down because he's freaking exhausted. Because <laughs> Jokic is everything for this team, uh, whether you're looking at uh, points, rebounds, assists, and also on the defensive side. And I love this one at plus odds. You can only get a plus odds right now at FanDuel. Jokic over one and a half steals at plus 108. He had three swipes in game number one and has been over this Lundy in 11 of his last 13 games. Uh, now, earlier this season, uh, in the regular season, three prior matchups against the Warriors, he only went over once. He had a four-steal game. The other two games, he went for zero and one. But again, he had three in game number one. And yes, I understand the Warriors have allowed the eighth-fewest steals per game to the opposition since uh, April 1st. But still, uh, recency buys, as I mentioned, is a hell of a drug. Uh, Jokic, uh, it's got to be multiple possessions. He's got to play a ton of tick because he absolutely has to. So I think it's at least two steals in the box score. And again, a plus odds, it, it is hard to pass up on what I feel is a prime opportunity. So fade or follow, Jokic over one and a half steals, plus 108 at FanDuel. This is a good one. Folks, jump on this because even while Brad was talking, that went to plus 106. It's headed it's headed at FanDuel back down to even odds, and by tip-off, it may even be at like a minus well, 105. Well, it's minus 110 pretty much everywhere else. Yes, so FanDuel's giving you a bit of a gift. Go snag it now because it's going to come down. Like I said, it's already ticked down a couple of notches. Uh, you're right. He is the do-it-all guy. He is. Uh, he's basically all they have. It's why they're toast in this series uh, is because he's all that they have, uh, but he cares carried them this far he carried them to the sixth seed now unfortunately Steph and Clay Thompson uh, who was just unconscious in the first half uh, they're going to take care of the Nuggets I think relatively easily I still stick by it I said that it would be over in five games uh, but Jokic is going to do everything he possibly can to keep this team in it especially here in game two they just want to steal one in the Bay Area if they could do it and you know Steve Kerr already came out and said get ready because we're going to see the best that they have uh, tonight and I still don't think it's going to be enough uh, with this Denver team as good as Jokic is. But the way he plays on defense, the way he gets those long arms in there and gets these steals, this is a great one at plus odds. All right, Lundy, before we get on out of here, it's bonus time across the smorgasbord of sports. Grab a plate and feed me. What else you got? Uh, let's do a couple uh, here. I mentioned there's a total of six games going on. The Washington Capitals are here in Denver. They are taking on the Colorado Avalanche tonight. Take the over in that one at six and a half. It is juiced up a bit. It's a minus 128 right now at FanDuel. I think 135 at DraftKings. Um, but Washington's actually been over in nine straight road games, and we're obviously well aware that Colorado can score and score often. Uh, and the over has hit six out of the last eight times these two teams have played. So play the over in that one. I know it's juiced up, uh, but we should see goals aplenty in this one at the over at the six and a half. And then I mentioned that you've got a lot of heavy favorites. So let's just make a nice, simple one, shall we? Three legs, straight money line. All of these money lines are above a at a minus 300 or higher, okay? But if you take all three money lines, Calgary, Carolina, and Vegas, all heavy favorites, if you put them all together, plus 115. Ooh, yeah. Let's get seduced uh, by that juice. Sorry, uh, my mind was adrift because I just saw testicle tanning is uh, trending right now on Twitter. Testicle tanning? Yeah, I guess it's uh, all the rage, Lundy. Uh, Boost your testosterone by uh, flashing uh, more sunshine on your nutsack. That's all. (laughs) I'm having to do some deep investigative reporting on this to figure out what exactly and why testicle tanning. (laughs) 
is trending. Uh, but uh, before we get so out folks, of here and I, I dive it, into it, that. I, no, no, no. Hold on. I have I actually have a T-shirt that just says squirrel across the front of it. And that's exactly <laughs> what just happened to Brad. Uh, well, yeah. When you see a phrase like that, testicle tanning immediately grabs you. Uh, maybe in the giblets. I have no idea. All right, maybe these will grab you in the giblets as well. Here are my bonus times tonight. Uh, let's go back to the NBA. Here's a little two-legger. Uh, you know I love uh, wagering on first-half lines. So give me the Sixers money line first half and give me the Warriors money line first half. Slap those two together, plus 116 at BetMGM. Uh, these two teams combined 10-1 and one straight up in first halves. Uh, over their last 10 games. So I, I like these quite a bit. Uh, actually, 11 games in total there. But regardless, I love it. Uh, Aaron Gordon under 15 and a half points uh, tonight in that game two matchup against the Warriors. Uh, he was just three for 10 with eight points in game number one over 26 minutes. And the highest point total he's had against the Warriors in four games over the entire year is 10. He did that twice. Uh, the other two games, he had eight points. At least he's consistent. Uh, I don't see how on earth he gets to 16. So I will take the under there as Golden State this month has allowed the second fewest points per game at 102 flat in the NBA. Uh, all right. Uh, elsewhere in the NBA, Jalen Brunson over nine and a half rebounds plus assists. No Luka Doncic in this game. In the last 13 games without Luka on the floor, Brunson's averaging 10.1 rebounds plus assists. I know Utah is an outstanding defensive team, uh, but again, he is going to have to be leaned on heavily, him and Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, to pick up the slack with Doncic out. So I think he gets double figures and rebounds plus assists. That's minus 145, however, right now at Caesars Sportsbook. Uh, and I got one more baseball for you. Give me Jared Walsh to knock in a run against Houston at plus 185 career against Luis Garcia, who is on the mound for the Strohs. Walsh is 7 for 11, Lundy. Four extra base hits with a pair of homers and six RBI, and he's off to a sizzling start this year, batting 355 with two home runs and six ribbies as well with a 44% hard hit rate. So I think Walsh, again, knocks in a run at plus 185. Mm -mm -mm. So juicy. And with that, that is a wrap. On this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast, please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Juevos. If you enjoyed this podcast, drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the Noise.